Koi fell, but was it a coincidence? How'd I not see the Koi girl in front of me? The real McCoy. An exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, D. Hollander. And I'm Brenna McCullough, your anime alcohol-induced fever dream. Or as I wow. called it, college. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, those were the days. No, oh, they were not. Hungover beyond comprehension. Oh, I, mm, every now and then I meet someone who's like, oh, I'm a, I wish I could go back to college. I was like, God, no. I would. I will pay you good money to never go back to those days. Nope. Uh, last week I had had uh, three uh, drinks at a work event, and it ruined my night. I could not <laughs> fall asleep because I felt so sick. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. I th- I think I got the spins like once. And I was like, cool. I guess I'm just never consuming alcohol again because it was so bad. I was just like, it's truly awful. I went to community college and then to a university as a 25-year-old, so I didn't party. God, smart move. <laughs> ah, well. Yeah. Uh, some, some might say a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Your liver disagrees. Yeah, that's <laughs> like true, I guess. Uh, well, well, what uh, non-loser show are we watching today? <laughs> oh, yes. I forgot. This is sort of my birthday episode. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday. you. We're doing it a little late because of extenuating circumstances, yeah, which is A-OK by me. Uh, and I could not think of anything to do this year. I feel like, I, how could you possibly top a Vocaloid seminar? <laughs> um, but I thought about ago. it. And uh, we're going to watch The Night is Short, Walk On Girl, which is a Masaki Wasa film. And we all know I love that guy. Hit after hit after hit after hit. Absolutely. Yeah, he made uh, Naruto and what mm-hmm. else? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bleach and huh? uh, One Piece. <laughs> he did the big three. I'm breaking my chair. Oh, he did the big three. Eno, <laughs> ping pong, and keep your hands off the A's, okay? <laughs> Those are my big the- three. You can't say the B word so casually around me. So sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Quick, distract him. Brendan, is this a movie you heard about uh, with with, positive associations? Uh, Yes, uh, by proxy. uh, Because we actually know someone who's in it. Yeah. Well. Our our pal Jackie Lastra plays the main character in the English dub, which is very exciting. I think it was her first, like, lead role. She plays the titular girl. Yes. No name, (laughs) actually. So lucky you, Brendan. (laughs) What about you, Dugan? Yeah, uh, I I know about it in that context, and that it can't, this is a movie that came out. (laughs) <laughs> yep. That's that's what I know. It'd be real it impressive if it didn't come out. If we got our hands on it somehow. Lost. <laughs> yeah. A lost Masaki Wasa movie. <laughs> I looked it up. It came out in Japan in 2017, but I feel like the dub came out in the last like couple years. So yeah, the dub f- is new. I feel like we saw that it was out when we watched uh, Tatami Galaxy. And we were mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, I thought it was sooner than that. but But it must have been because of the dub came out later yeah yeah i think my perspective on time is just so (sighs) messed up now where i (laughs) was like oh yeah 2017 it it feels like a year ago uh it's probably 2017 anyways (laughs) no matter what saw a recent picture of my friend's kids that messed me up that oh yeah it it was like a ball last time i saw it now it's like a sentient being walking around Mm -hmm. and talking i was like that's not that's not right Babies do that. It's weird. <sighs> wish they didn't. They really turn into people. Mm. I was the never a baby. Is still out on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need some credible evidence before I just believe in this baby theory. Let's do some research into the baby thing and watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Love it. 
And then the stork puts it on the bed, and that's where babies come from. Oh. <sighs> so, all right. I got y'all to that part. Where do baby storks come from? See, if, uh, sex. So, huh. uh, what happens in this movie? Huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Um, this this movie is... Um, I feel like Masaki Yuasa stuff falls into two camps that we've seen. We've got, like, your ping pong yeah. and your Inu O. And uh, Inu O is kind of teetering on surreal. Kind of. <laughs> uh, like, the musical sequences are the most surreal thing about it. And, like the fantasy of it yeah. but like it's not it's not like tatami galaxy and this <laughs> these are it's, whack yeah yeah <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? it was just like fantasy it's like done you got me and this is like it's a trip it's a ride <laughs> it sure is so let's take it we open on girl uh girl. sipping down some champagne at a party in like a restaurant uh, a waiter is at their table asking for their order, and like everybody else at the table, their faces are pink because they're drunk. They've been drinking, but not hers. She's doing good. Um, and it looks like they're at some kind of engagement party. We find out later that the couple did get married. Um, also about this movie, there is at no point something you can brush off and be like, that doesn't feel like it matters. Everything matters. Mm-hmm. Everything matters. Everything comes back. Um, so yes, this married couple, they're married, great, good for them. Um, and they're accepting drinks from the guests, and the man, it seems like, is taking them and drinking them all, whereas the woman is just taking a sip and then pouring the rest into a bucket. Um, and girl thinks about how she wants to drink her own way, and not the way that elders want. And I took that as that she's ready to get fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to get turned. Yeah. Uh, and then we sweep across the room, and there's a guy staring over at her, and he is madly in love with her. He also hardly has a name. He goes by Senpai. Um, and he's been in love with her since he met her last year. Uh, and we see all these schemes he's gotten into. He runs into her, air quotes, often. Uh, so often that eventually she'll think that it's fate. And not just a coincidence. That's his whole goal. It's a real um, garbage plan. Yeah, you can just <laughs> ask her on a date, my guy. Saves you a lot of trouble. Yeah, then none of this would have happened. Eventually she'll just notice me enough that she'll just one day look up and be like, oh, we've been married for like three years. Weird. Oh, crazy. <laughs> That's how happen? marriage works. <laughs> you hold hands with someone enough and then you're married. Ew. I know. (laughs) Um, So he's there with his friend, um, the director of school operations. I just called him director. Called him Fancy Um, Lad. Fancy Lad. He's a very pretty boy and the girls love him. But he what he really loves to do is get in drag and make men fall in love with him because he's just so pretty. And then he just leaves them high and dry, which I kind of love. Fuck men. (laughs) (laughs) It's a shitty move, but I respect the power play. Yeah, make them question it. <laughs> um, and then there's another friend there. Uh, they call him Don Underwear. His identifying feature is that he hasn't changed his underwear in a year. We find out why later. Uh, what a catch. <laughs> it's more romantic than it sounds. Don't worry. <laughs> his it's reasoning not, is anyway. <laughs> um, so... Tonight's the night. Senpai is like, if I can sit with girl at the after party tonight, I can move into phase two of my plan. <laughs> so the, the married couple is like, time to go to the after party. It's just a little ways down the street. Um, but this is where girl splits off and she's like, there's a whole world of alcohol waiting for me. <laughs> uh, and then we get some opening credits. They're very fantastical, very like Alice in Wonderland vibes. Yeah, yeah. Which is oh. very much where this movie goes. Uh, yeah, I guess it really does. Uh, real quick, the guy keeps running into the girl everywhere he sees, and every time she sees him, she's like, oh, senpai. He's like, ah, it's just a coincidence. He could have talked to her at fucking any one of these instances, but instead he says it's a coincidence every fucking time. That just bugged me. Yeah. He's he's not the most dislikable man we've seen in an anime. It's not a good one, though. But he's not doing great. Yeah. Um, so she's at a bar where everything is only 200 yen. 
What I a looked, steal. Looked it up. Current price, that's $1.45. That, that is insane. Don't trust mm-hmm. that bar. Don't trust that bar. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. For those prices, I'll look the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Just go with someone you trust. Mm. Um, she orders a pina colada and talks about how much she loves cocktails because uh, they make her feel extravagant, and she especially loves rum. Uh, there's a guy at the bar who remarks that she can, like, really put her drinks away, and he mansplains alcohol to her, but she <laughs> she enjoys it. Um, and she thanks him for sharing, and he's like, oh, I love making connections with strangers. It's my happiness. Uh, and he tells her about this, like, mystical cocktail that has an interesting history, and the recipe is a secret, even though now you can buy it in any convenience store. Um and the story says that an employee at an electrical company, for some reason, <laughs> tried to recreate it. And in the process, he made a dupe of it, of sorts. Um, and it's not exactly the same taste as the original, but it's the one that, like, everybody knows. And Girl is like, oh, I'd love to taste that someday. Uh, we see Senpai waiting for her outside. And a guy goes up to him and, like, offers him girls, like, a brothel. Um and when he declines, he gets kidnapped? Oh, dear. Just real quick, this just, it just happens out of nowhere. and just Yeah, you wild. just see him get a pillowcase put over his head. Um, uh, the man at the bar tells Girl that she reminds him of his daughter, and he's not a great dad. He hasn't seen her in a long time, but tonight was a very special night for her. Uh-huh. Wink. Hmm. <laughs> Laying the groundwork. It's the girl that got married. Um, <laughs> <Psst. hey. laughs> uh, and uh, he tells girl to be happy and that uh, to no that in order to be happy, you should always question what happiness is and uh, to always do your best. And he puts his arm around her and like creeps his hand into touching her chest and she just punches him in the face. Good for her. Um, and as he falls, he, dro- he drops a bunch of erotic prints that he just has on him. From the groper? No. <laughs> huh. Weird. Um, and then we see a girl with star earrings, who I call Star Earring, and a dude with a big chin, who is, in fact, same dude, big chin, Tatami Galaxy. Uh, girl with star earrings, also from Tatami Galaxy. I thought so. I couldn't remember. Yeah, she. I was like, this guy looks familiar. I did not recognize that they both were from that. When he said he was a Tengu, I was like, okay, he's the same one. Pretty much every so. everyone is, and this is from Tatami Galaxy, like just in some iteration or another. Yeah, probably. Um, but so they both appreciate her punching capabilities. And say that this guy is, like, known for being a creep and that you should never trust anyone you meet in a bar, even them. Um, Especially them. Yeah. (laughs) So they sit down together and uh, Star Earring explains that the creep guy is part of a club that collects, like, erotic art. And uh, Big Chin Tengu Man says that uh, that guy's been having trouble paying off his debts. But because he's like a god, he doesn't care. He's like, I just like gossip. (laughs) Um, Girl says that she feels bad for punching him. Star Earring says that she has excellent form. And Girl says that her mom is the one who taught her how to punch. And we get a a quick flashback of mom explaining the friendly punch. uh, And how with just one punch, she can bring peace to the world. And she says that even though her family taught her a lot of martial arts... The friendly punch is the only thing she can use in public. So who knows what kind of shit she can really do. Also, gotta note, he says you have excellent form, and she explains the way you do the friendly punch is you wrap your fingers over your thumb, Mm -hmm. and I've always been taught that's the quickest way to break your finger, break your thumb in a fight, is to condense it under your fingers and then just squeezing it uh, when you land that blow. Yeah, so, not a good one. No, no, it's bad. Yeah. Um, so. We trained her wrong as a joke. <laughs> a big goof. It's friendly because you're going to do more damage to yourself than your enemy, making yeah. you their friend. So either the creep is super weak and it was a bad punch, or she's just that powerful. Um, so Tengu asks Girl if she wants to join them. And she's like, oh, I don't really have much money. And he's like, oh, you don't need any. So they leave the bar. 
Find a pair of pants on the stairs. Star Earring tells Girl that there's a guy who has a habit of kidnapping guys and taking their pants. And as she's explaining that, Tengu is putting the pants on. Hey, free pants. Yeah. (laughs) Who could pass that up? There's Um, a monster out there stealing pants. And it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then we see Senpai. And this is what has happened to him. He's in a park, no underwear, no pants. And he's just asking anyone if he can borrow their underwear. And then we see the creep from the bar. He, like, leans out a window and he's like, Hey, I'll give you some underwear if you drink with me and listen to my problems. It's a bad deal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Even if I need underwear, I don't trust anyone who says they're willing to give me underwear. Yeah, just go buy some. Yeah, Yeah, a real lose-lose situation, no matter (laughs) what. Um, So, Girl Tangu and Star Earring are... uh, They're looking for a place to drink. And... They end up at this party where everyone is fighting. Uh, a guy goes up to girl and s- asks if he thinks you should marry someone you love or someone you don't. And he says the right answer is to marry someone you don't. Because if there's no love, then there's no chance of love going away. And it's only the logical thing to do. And he starts <laughs> sobbing. And it's clear that he's being rejected by someone. He's got some and this is his goodbye party. He's moving to London to get aw- to, I mean, presumably for work, but also it seems like to get away from the girl who rejected him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they all start doing this weird dance, and girl joins in. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, it's a good one though. It's like the opposite of that very goofy John Legend like walking uh, picture. Uh, but, like, bent forward and, like, ass sticking out. It's yeah. great. Um, so they leave that party, end up at a smaller bar slash party, and it's this guy's 60th birthday. Um, and all these old folks are just kind of chattering. It's kind of a cho- boring party. Um, Star Earring tells Tangu to liven up the party, but he just does, like, a silly parlor trick, and all the old people are like, that's lame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they want to be entertained. Uh, they notice Girl is wearing a watch, and they all look at it, and they comment on how slow it is. Uh, she's like, no, it's moving at the normal pace. And then Star Earring and Tengu, they, we see theirs, and they move faster. And then the old people's move even faster. And I really liked this part, because like when you're young, time really does feel like it's moving slower. And as you get older, it feels like you have less. So it's just like, I dig that. That's a cool little thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And it's something we see throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Um, and also... Yeah, later, girl, like, we find things out about her that kind of, she says things that make you feel like she really is just living in, like, this state of, like, time moves slowly for me because of the way I live my life. Um, Living in the moment. Yeah. So, turns out, girl drank a whole bunch of bottles of wine while they've been there. Um, And she ends up doing the dance from before, and the old people are actually the ones who came up with it. So they're all joining in. Um, Tengu is impressed by girls' like capability to get people to, you know, join her, I suppose. Um, all the old people offer her more wine because she's such a great drinker. And they talk about challenging this guy to a drinking contest. And she's like, I'll do it. So back with Senpai and the creep. Um, he's getting pretty turnt and the creep wants him to keep drinking and the creep laments that he lost everything. This part is one of those surreal parts where I was like, that probably isn't real, but then it, it is important later. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had like a koi store where he sold koi fish, I think. And a storm like came through and blew all of his koi fish away. God, so I forgot that entirely. Yeah. Same. But it matters later. <laughs> it, do- it, it explains later parts, yeah. Yeah. Um... So he, he's like, I started with nothing and made my way up, and now I've just lost it all. Um, another guy comes by. He's part of that club that collects erotic art, um, and he's interested in taking the creep's collection of erotic pictures off his hands. Um, and they explain to Senpai like, what their club is. Uh, the creep says that there's some guy who wanted to bury him in debt and separate him from his daughter and then take away his erotic prints. It was all part of the plan. <laughs> Um, and then the guy who like came up, who's also in the club said, I'm going to call your daughter and, and we're going to give the print collection a proper send off. We're going to fix all your problems. Uh, and then back with girl, they're 
going bar hopping, drinking up, having a swell old time, collecting people and like partying as they go. They meet back up with the couple who got married and that party. Um, We see the erotic art collectors crying over the creeps collection. Uh, Senpai is there, but he's just like snoozing on the table. He's not in it at all. Um, They hear the party outside and they realize that someone, girl, has challenged someone else to a drinking contest. This someone else, where did I finally write down his name? Rihaku-san. He's like this big, like, dude. He just controls everything, it seems like. He seems like a mafia leader. And, like, yeah. the people talking about him are like, oh, he's a giant. And he, you know, koi fish streamer straight cut spray out of his mouth and all, like, these legends about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like a notorious drinker, and only girl is the only person we've seen who could dare challenge his appetite. Yes. Um, so, the the party starts to encroach on the erotic print funeral. Um, what a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, title of the episode. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, um, the... The guy from the party earlier, who was clearly rejected by a girl, he comes up into the party and throws up all over the prince. Um, and the creep throws all the prince out the window, and he sees his daughter, the girl who got married. And the guy who was crying about being rejected is also involved with her. She rejected him. So uh, it's all it's all connected, baby. And this is still only the first half hour of the movie. It's so much. <laughs> it's so much. Um, so, uh, Tengu says that Rihaku-san has finally arrived. He comes up in, like, this boat train. Very cool. This gave me, like, Ghibli vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the three-decker train. Yeah, that floats on water. Um, so... He was here to collect the erotic print collection, but because they were thrown up on, that's no good. Um, He sends out some goons to grab the creep, but girl interrupts. She tells the creep to not give up, and he's the one who taught her that, and she formally challenges Rihaku-san to a drinking contest. And he agrees. So I think they go on his ship, his boat, his train... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and we see a pole with, like, all of the underwear that he's stolen, because he's the same guy that does that. It's all connected. It's all connected. Um, and they go down this spiral staircase until they reach the room that Rihaku is in. She sits across from him. It's just an old man. It's a very little old man. Just a little old man. Um, and he says that if he wins, the creep owes him double what he originally owed him. And she agrees to those terms. And they're drinking um, that cocktail that was mentioned earlier, that mystical dupe cocktail. Uh, Every sip she takes, she's really enjoying it. She says it's warming her from the inside. The visuals are all colors and happiness. But everything she says, he contradicts. So she says, oh, life is lovely and wonderful. And he says, oh, it's lonely and painful. Um... And he asks why she drinks, and she says, I was led here by all these people I met, and now that I'm here, I feel like everything in my life has led me here. Um, But he continues to argue that life is just bad and lonesome, and he conks out, and she wins! Yay! She's a freak! (laughs) He also didn't put up that much of a fight. No, he's just an old man. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe the booze are like a high proof or something, but like, I think it was like maybe four or five drinks. Yeah. Um, but everyone is celebrating. Uh, we see girl out on the street now drinking a soda. Um, senpai is trying to retrieve his underwear from that pole, uh, but he falls and girl sees him with his dick out and punches him in the face. Good. Good. But also poor guy. He didn't want his dick out. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't by choice. Yeah. He didn't mean for this to happen. Um, she's standing on, like, a river, and she notices that all the people sitting around are couples. Uh, Star Star Earring and Tengu are also sitting there, and Girl uh, gives Star Earring her sweater when she says it's cold, which is very kind and cute. 
uh, they see a flyer for a used book fair, and girl suddenly remembers a book she used to read when she was a kid, and she's filled with the overwhelming urge to find it again, which happens to me all the time. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just be like, oh, remember the rude giants? I have to read that now. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it is old uh, uh, PC games for young kids, like Same. Tonka Con- Construction Adventure or whatever. That's why I have two I Spy computer games on my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about the Jumpstart series too often. I love it. I can't get enough. <laughs> um so, Senpai wakes up, he's got pants back on, he's in the school festival headquarters, it looks like a spy base, which made me think, overpowered school council, but I don't think that's on the bingo card anymore. Uh, yeah, it is. Okay, cool, there you go. Cause this is a school council, there you go. Yeah, this is where the festival operations happen. Pretty Boy Director is with Senpai, he explains that this used to be the library police headquarters, where they would track down delinquent students, so as a result, they have information on everybody, including Girl. Um, and like, doesn't Senpai want to know everything about her? And I noticed in the background they have all these TVs with like, presumably all of the students, and that demon guy from Tatami Galaxy was on one of them. <laughs> The director of this movie, uh, they, he knows 20 people and just recasts them in every movie, <laughs> even if they're animated. Yeah, we all know, like, 20 people. 20? Wow, brag. Maybe, yeah, like, that's five. A <laughs> <laughs> I know five four. Four people. Yes. <laughs> Interact with. <laughs> I know four. Two of them are in here right now. Hey, yo. <laughs> um... So, Senpai gets angry for a second at the invasion of privacy, but then kind of relaxes, because he's like, well, yeah, like, I do want to know stuff about girl. I am a stalker. You got me there. Yeah. So, one of the library police uh, says that there's this picture book that she's looking for, and the director says, oh, this is a favor, but, like, I would like your help with stuff in the future, whatever. Uh, So, Senpai wonders where he can find the book she's looking for, and it turns out the exact one that she read as a child is being sold at the used book fair. <gasps> so he's got to go there. Uh, we see Girl is already there. And she's like, ah, I'm so excited. I love books. Endless possibilities. Uh, Senpai, on the other hand, does not enjoy books. He'd rather experience things than read about them. Uh, a kid runs into him uh, and slams his ice cream cone into his crotch. And the kid says, what are you going to do about this? Compensate me. And I thought that was very funny. Um, but Senpai is like, what? Like, you owe me an apology. You ran into me. Um, and Senpai notices girl and we see him in the background. He runs off so she doesn't see him. And she thinks about books and fate and that maybe there's a god helping her find the book she's looking for or that maybe that god is on vacation since she's not having much luck. Oh, beans. Aw, oh, beans. I would love to go to this giant scholastic book fair. It's, <laughs> it's also like the dead of night. Like, this is after the bar hopping and stuff. And this? Like, oh, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. T- time's <laughs> Time is irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the last three years. Oof. Um, I will try my best to keep the names the same, but pff, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> don't worry. It won't stay consistent long after you. Great. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you see girl looking around, uh, talking to a sweaty, bald man. Uh, he is who I connected with the most. Uh, <laughs> and he's saying that there's a lot of collectors going around lately uh, to different book markets and stuff, c- collecting all these rare books and kind of auctioning all, auctioning them off. And he says it's bad because it should be like, a you know, the commodity should be flowing like a river, but the collector's like a dam. They're hoarding it all. You know, the 1% of book owners sort of shit. Boo. Uh, yeah, we hate them. Uh, and then we see... Um, yeah, I wrote the kid's name down. Ozu is the demon guy from Tatami Galaxy. Because I ended up finishing Tatami Galaxy, and that... Oh, boy, that messed with my head. Uh, <laughs> but he's like the little child who spilled the ice cream. Yeah, he looks uh, like him. We see him running around uh, stealing the price tags off of books, and the sweaty bald man like runs after him like, Ah, you're ruining my books, kid! Get out of here! chases him off and he runs into uh senpai again once again uh spilling the ice cream on his crotch again we see senpai was like at a river like took his pants off and we're cleaning it so he's just in his boxers 
and then we see the kid spills the ice cream on him again. Same exact thing. Senpai uh, just can't get any luck tonight. He also yeah. mentioned he had to buy the kid that ice cream. So <laughs> oh, did he paid for his ice cream <laughs> to get put on his pants. God, there's so much. It, this movie is, it's a great movie. It is a nightmare to take notes on. It's yeah. so dense. It is if so we dense. were just getting to watch this movie, it would have been, like, I'm glad I had got to take notes first because then I could just enjoy the rest of it. I thought this movie was just about the bar hopping part. Yeah, me too. (laughs) That was my introduction. I was like, oh, it's just about drinking, because that's all the trailer was. But then that ended at minute 31. Yeah, it's like four more acts. I had the opposite uh, of D, where I was watching the first two-thirds, and I was like, okay, this is straightforward. Okay, I'm getting it. Okay. Okay, it's getting uh, oh, oh the uh, oh, the deeper in the harder it is to take notes on. Oh no, yeah. oh, man. <laughs> it's rough. Uh, mine is very dense, so I'm going to try and uh, book through it. Uh, Speed run, any percent. <laughs> book owner wants him to come with. Uh, oh, this like sweaty book owner uh, wants uh, senpai to come with him because the kid like ran to him, so he thinks he's uh, with the kid. Uh, he's like, no, I didn't do anything. Don't take me with them. I'm not responsible. Then the old pervert shows up again, saying, ah, seems like you're having trouble with your lower half once again. It's a trend with you. I'm a Gross. pervert. I also have that problem. <laughs> and then we cut away, and we see a uh, girl. She's with uh, Tengu and uh, Star Earrings. Ooh, it's going to be rough for me. <laughs> uh, they're at the park as well. Why? Uh, they got nothing better to do. Hanging out. Uh, Tengu has big stacks of books saying he's uh, collecting high-profile books and selling them to people for uh, people he knows for high uh, inflation. Uh, he's a scalper and sucks. Uh, Star Earrings is just there with a giant block of ice. I guess they have, like, cold yakisoba, which is a thing. Um, and she's getting very red. Seems like she is uh, catching a cold, we see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they are also there with Don Underwear. He makes his return. Hey! Uh, He's there just sitting at their table uh, writing uh, writing a story. He's writing, like, love stories. And, like, and a girl is like, oh, what, you know, what inspired you to write love stories? What, what drew your attention to that? And he talks about how uh, one day, a year ago, uh, back at the school festival, he sat down on a bench and he saw, he locked eyes with a beautiful girl across the way. And uh, right as they locked eyes, apples fell from the sky and uh, bonked them on the head. And they fell in love with her instantly. And apples were because of some other school festival go- event going on. They were transporting a bunch of the apples on like the third floor and just spilled them all over the balcony. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a very magical, surreal moment. And as soon as it bonked him on his head, he fell in love with her. And then she walked away, and he's never seen her since. <gasps> and he swore on that day that he would never change his underwear. Uh, he, he made a wish at a shrine. And I guess his penance for the wish is that he'll never change his underwear until he sees her again. Weird, weird wish. Or Disgusting. Weird stipulation, but sure. Uh, then we cut back to Senpai, and he's saved by the old pervert who is able to deflect attention from before, and he says that there are erotic prints being sold at a black auction at this used book market. And he, uh, he can't go himself because he's a shitty guy and everyone hates him. Instead, <laughs> he's going to send Senpai in as his proxy to bid on the erotic prints in his place. And then when he gets there, we see like a big tent deeper in the park uh we see a few other people lining up for the black auction and we see tengu guys there as well he's always up to some grift and he's saying uh he sees senpai come up and starts talking to him about the auction being like yeah there's people who've apparently even lost their life in this auction trying to get what they want uh there's a weird assortment of stuff here you never know uh so he gets nervous as they get both get led inside by like armed and masked guards uh inside the tent we just see the entire tent is uh outlined by like furnaces like small um little like heaters and stuff Mm. and in the center there's a giant fire pit with like a lucky cat sort of statue like hovering above it and on top above the fire pit on top of the lucky cat statue we see uh d gonna help me with the name what's the old rihaku-san rihaku-san the old man the old man we see the little old drinking man he's on top of there and he's like waving himself the fan he's like ha ha you want to get some of my uh, exotic wares very well then uh, we got a whole bunch of stuff and we see all everyone's asking what they want for and we see he also has uh, the book that girl wants that senpai <laughs> wants for girl to get uh, and he's like oh we got this that she happens to be looking for uh, if you guys win the contest you get your prize 
The contest is simple. Eat my very hot pot. My very, very hot pot. Uh, so he, we see it below the cat. The, and he pulls out the dankest weed knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> the fattest nugs. Um, <laughs> No, we see the lift uh, or lid being pulled off of the fire pit, and it is just like he says. It's a very, it's a hot pot with a bunch of food in it, uh, but it is extremely spicy. And uh, we see everyone take the first bite. Everyone's freaking out and screaming, except for Tengu guy who's like, "Oh, it's pretty hot." Uh, cut back to girl. She stops with uh, book child. Uh, I'm going so slow. There's so much. Uh, stops fine. with book child. He's taking price tags off the books again. He's getting yelled at, and she stops and being like, "Hey, don't do that. You're messing up the books." And he goes, oh, don't you know? All books connected. See that girl over there? She's picking up uh, Sherlock Holmes, which was written by Arthur Conan Doyle, who was influenced by, and it goes into this huge tirade of information that basically is just connecting all the books with the stories, with the authors, with their lives, and like just saying how everything's influenced by one another. I uh, loved it. Mm-hmm. A very I recognize good moment. Like two of those names, I'm sure. They did their fact-checking. I won't know. <laughs> I'm still, like, got that smooth brain. Uh, but it was very, it was a lot of going on. Mm-hmm. And she's like, how are you so smart? How do you know all this? And he's like, oh, simple. I'm the god of old books. hey oh. Like, well, ominous. Uh, <laughs> it was real. She, she was she looking said for it. Him. He's real. It's all connected. Ah. Uh, and he says he's here to bring justice to the collectioners and auctioneers who are hoarding the wealth of old books. And he yeah. said they should all be brought back to this old book market and they should all be in circulation instead of you know, being, uh, you know, price gouged. That's why he was taking the tags off everything. Because he's like, people should read the books. You shouldn't be, you know, bidding them off to the highest uh, bidder just to, you know, make a profit. Um, there should be a place where these books are kept for the public, where they can get them for free. Hmm. That sounds like socialism. Sounds too liberal nah, for my it down. blood. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> the American propaganda in me hates it for some reason, and I don't know why. What about money? Uh... So Jeff Bezos made all of his money, books, and hoarding the wealth. Anyway, uh, God of Old Books says he wants her help uh, with a little scheme he's running. And we cut back to Senpai in the tent eating the spicy food. Everyone else has passed out from eating it. Uh, everyone else has dropped except for him and Tengu, uh, Big Chin Man. They're holding their own, but they're struggling. They start hallucinating and seeing weird stuff like a frog coming out of the hot pot that's eaten by a giant snake that then tries to eat them. It's, it's a lot going on. They're tripping balls. <laughs> An old old man on top just laughing away, eating a big slice of watermelon. He's chill. He's fine. He's enjoying it. Uh, cut to girl outside, standing by a tree as she unties a string. And we see it's the support rigging for the tent that the auction is being held in. And we see right as uh, Tengu guy is passing out from the heat, we see Senpai's winning the auction. He won the book. He got Ratatatatum. Hooray. And, uh, he's able to uh, win it and give it to girl, and he'll win her love finally. And it's as a- he's getting... It's a book about a train, and I feel like that that onomatopoeia is perfect. (laughs) Oh, I guess that makes sense now. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff I missed just writing down notes. I didn't process it at the time. (laughs) Uh, It's a little engine that could. uh, We'll stop beating around the bush. (laughs) Yeah. We we know what it is. Uh, As he gets the book, we see the tent around him. I like how they did this. It doesn't just fall. It, like, dissolves, like, into birds as it all, like, flies away Mm -hmm. uh, as girl unties the tent. And we see uh, the god of old book markets there saying, you gotta return these books, stop hoarding them, you piece of shit. And as he says that, we see all the books that were in the tent, uh, like in bookshelves and locked up and stuff. We see all of them open up and the books fly out and swarm into this like giant mass of like sparrows and stuff like in the sky. It's really neat. We see them all fly off and we see uh, all the books going back to the used book market. And we see the old man loses everything and he's all sad. But he sucks. So good. Uh, and uh, we see Senpai holding onto his book. He's not letting it go. He fought for it. So he holds onto the book as it gets flown back to the market with him attached. And as he's being dragged through the market by the book, we see a uh, girl notices him and goes, Huh, ran into Senpai again. What a coincidence. Huh. And uh, she talks to the god of the old book market, and he's like, Oh, yeah, you're looking for that book about the train when you were a toddler? Don't worry. You'll find it soon enough. And then he disappears. He supports so, it. He supports their love. <laughs> He's enabling it, unlike in Tatami Galaxy. <laughs> Though I guess that love was between more of him and the guy. From t- anyway, Tatami Galaxy is a we wild fucking ride. We don't ride. have the time to <laughs> discuss <laughs> content. Uh, after the book market, they go back uh, to the table with Do- Don underwear, and we see uh, Star Earrings. She is very sick now. She is like very red and kind of passing out. 
And Tengu says, like, well, I didn't get the book I wanted, so I got screwed out of the auction. But you know what? She's looking sick. I should probably take her home. And uh, writers are saying that. He picks her up to take her home. And we see a bunch of people run in and start building up, like, rigging and uh, wires and a curtain and a backdrop. And they're setting up this gorilla stage play. And they're just setting it up on the spot. And uh, once it's all set up, we see it is a play about the cinema club. And uh, a girl in it is exposing the cinema club president for being a pervert who is in love with a like his living uh, like a sex doll like a live doll sort of thing, uh, and exposing him again from Tatami Galaxy. This is the plotline from mm-hmm. Tatami Galaxy. Oh yeah. <laughs> so if you didn't see that, this is even more confusing than if you did. Um, we have entered the third act, where <laughs> if you can believe it, it gets even more wild. <laughs> <laughs> My part had two acts in it. It's a lot. Uh, and it, he gets exposed for it. They just reenact Tatami Galaxy uh, moments. And then it goes into the girl uh, exposing him, goes into a singing moment, talking about uh, the festival organi- the school festival organizer uh, for the school festival here tonight is a criminal uh, causing all of the grief and struggles that are going on at the school festival. And then their scene ends, and as soon as the stage gets set up and uh, performed, it gets taken out immediately, disassembled, and they run off. And uh, it's guerrilla theater, babe. <laughs> I feel like we all knew someone in college who would have done this if they could. Um, and as they take disassemble and run off, we see them. They're being chased by the fancy lad himself, the school festival organizer, <gasps> uh, senpai's fancy friend. And we find out he sucks. And we see this time, uh, Tengu says. Uh, as uh, as they're running away, uh, Tengu says, like, huh, time seems to take longer around girl. Seems Things seem to go a little slower when, like, everything's around her. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's all connected. Oh. Uh, and he says he'll take uh, Starring Eric's home because she's sick. And he recommends girl goes and pick up some mooncakes on the way home. And she goes, oh, I'll pick those up at the school festival. That's going on right now. They always got mooncakes. And that's how we get into another act. Uh at the school festival, we see Senpai standing there with a booth uh, displaying the book that he got. And his hope is that eventually girl will walk by and it'll be another sheer coincidence. And they'll run into each other. And she'll see the book and fall in love with him over the book and they'll get married and have kids. And while he's daydreaming, his entire booth gets disassembled by the guerrilla theater students. <laughs> and he's just like, what's happening? And his whole like tense is just gone. Uh, and, I will uh, say... Uh, this is timely that we watch this because there's a sign for the festival that says this is the October School Festival. Oh! So, hey! Uh, uh, we planned this all along! Yeah, I definitely knew that when I picked this the one. season. I didn't know the, the poster in the back. I was having an aneurysm trying to follow <laughs> him. Uh, as uh, Senpai's there, his fancy lad friend runs up and he's like, ah, you, you kids, I'm gonna catch you one of these days. He's like, all right, buddy, come back with me to the headquarters. And they run back uh, to their uh, base. And he explains to them that the theater crew is known as the Codger of Monte Cristo. And that they are a group of rogue-like theater students who go around disassembling unpopular stands, using them as stage material uh, to build like for their plays. And he says their plays are exaggerations and mixes of lies and truths. And that everyone who's seen the play has had their life fundamentally altered in some way. And uh, it's his duty to try and stop them. He's got to catch these rogue agents. They're criminals. Um, and then we see, uh, while they're talking, uh, a monkey in a policeman uniform and a cockatiel ride up on a Segway. <laughs> That's not even a lie. No. <laughs> it's what happens. <laughs> and the cockatiel talks to him saying, Hey, boss, we heard there's reports of a running uh, a kotatsu uh, running around the school festival giving away free uh, Nambi, which is, I think, another form of hot pot. Um, and they say, we got to stop them. They're giving out free food and they're unlicensed. They might be getting people sick. And uh, Fancy Lad is like, I got too much going on with uh, the Codger Monte Cristo. You take care of this. <laughs> and the monkey salutes and the cockatiel says, got it, chief. And then they ride off with their segue. <laughs> this is the movie now. Just keep going. We're not stopping. Just keep rolling. <laughs> and uh, so meanwhile, we cut to girl she's at a booth at the school festival it's like a shooting game she wins a giant like carp backpack like it's like one of those carps that you have like streamers of at festivals uh and it's just like a giant backpack she wears it it's great i don't know how this comes into anything uh, she but I'm just sure it likes does. it it's fun uh and she's walking around looking at all the different booths and we're getting highlights of them again a lot of tatami galaxy references in this montage um 
And while she's walking around, she sees Tengu, big chin man himself. He's at the running Kotatsu. Of course he is. He's the schemer. Uh, So she sits down with him, and Don Underwear is there as well. And she's like, oh, what's going on? It's like, oh, Don Underwear's still writing his uh, stories. But, you know, we're just here, you know, giving food out to people and, you know, trying to have a good time. And as they're talking, the cops show up again, and they chase after him. They're like, you get it, you're unlicensed, you're unregulated. And we see, uh, as uh, the running Kotatsu runs off, we see the Kajar of Monte Cristo crew appear right after them, saying, like, oh, no, uh, the stage crew is like, oh, no, the actress is out today. We can't have the actress that we had scheduled. Uh, she got arrested in the last uh, sequence. Uh, <laughs> we got to figure out something new. They're like, ah, girl, you're standing here. Can you do, uh, can you be in our play? Here's the script. And she's just reading it, and while she's reading it, they're putting her in costume. And then when she, she, they finally finish the costume around her, she goes, done, I got it memorized, I'm in. Uh, she's just up for anything. Yeah, that's her whole thing. Yep. And uh, we see that uh, in the play that they're reenacting, she's a drama, which is like the little statue guys. Also, a theme that's going through on throughout the whole movie, like a recurring theme. Um, she's dressed up as that, and she accuses the director of the school festival uh, organization, slash the fancy lad. Uh, she's accusing him in the play of uh, getting sick while he was hanging out with the bedroom investigation committee, which were the bunch of perverts co- collecting the old erotic art. Yes. And she's saying that he's also a pervert by being a, you know in association with them, and that's how he caught a cold, because she could trace back the cold from them. Uh, and he's like yelling back in the play, saying like you know he's not guilty, all this other stuff, saying they're criminals, blah blah. They're basically just it's just a play of what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and she sings about how she wants to reunite with her love, uh, the Codger of Monte Cristo himself. And then uh, while the play is going on, it's wrapping up, and we see the fancy lad himself and Senpai trying to fight their way through the crowd, but the crowd's getting bigger each play, each time they do a, a presentation. So it's getting harder and harder for them. So they're fighting their way, trying to stop them. The stage crew gets away, and then we cut back to the headquarters with the fancy lad and Senpai as they start piecing together all the clues. And they're like, hey, wait a minute. We found out that the author is the one organizing all this stuff. So if we stop the author of the play, we can stop this whole thing. And then they catch videos of security cameras where the stage crew sets up, and they notice that the running Kotatsu that's running around with the Tengu guy and Don Underwear are always at the places right before the Kajra Monte Cristo crew show up. So they catch them on video, like of the one group <laughs> running away and then the other group running in after them. And they see the dramas, the little statues that the uh, Don Underwear drops uh, are the like dead drops for the stage crew. That's how he's communicating to them of what the play will be. We have our red yarn out. We're making the connections. Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia. They actually have two maps of like the like university like grounds, and they lay them over top of each other. They're like, it's the same location. It keeps happening. <laughs> and they, they have like fifty incidents. I'm like, how do you not catch them after fifty times? This is a bad group. Um, but yeah, they realize that Don Underwear is the one who's creating all this. He's the one. He's the author of the play. <gasps> he's the one leading all of this. They gotta stop. Him. And uh, Fancy Laddie's like, we gotta stop him. Especially because they have the last uh, scene coming up, and supposedly it's a love scene. And that's when Senpai realizes, if girl's in the play, she has to do the love scene. I gotta stop him! And now he's invested. Oh boy. Uh, Meanwhile, we cut back to girl. She's running around the sage crew, and she finds out, yeah, Don Underwear is the one writing all of this. He's hoping to write plays enough to become famous enough to get the attention of the uh, Apple girl he fell in love with. This is all a ploy to get her attention. Uh, And then... uh, while they're running around, Senpai comes up with the idea of replacing Don Underwear in the final scene so that he's the one who can kiss Girl in the love scene uh, instead of uh, Don Underwear. So the crew's running around trying to set up. Uh, Fancy Lad and Senpai are running after them to try and arrest them. And that's when Senpai realizes, hey, I, gotta get, I don't want to stop this play. I want to get into it. So he immediately stops, turns around, pants his Fancy Lad, burns his <laughs> underwear and pants, and then runs off ahead of them to try and slow them down. And uh, we see he gets uh, up to the top of the roof that they're running up to. Rooftop, check. Um, and he sees uh, Tengu guy uh, sitting there with the Kotatsu uh, uh, eating away. And he's like, ah, I caught you. I can finally, like, I can be in the play. And uh, Teng- Tengu guy is like, oh, no, no, no. The play's not here. The play's over that away. And points across the way. And we see they're already building, like, the stage, like, further away. And somebody guy's like, shit, I gotta get over there. And jumps on a zip line that's on that building for some reason. I guess Don Underwear used it earlier. <laughs> uh, 
So we see a uh, girl starts the play. She's on stage and uh, uh, singing her song and reveals Don Underwear comes out. He's in like a king outfit uh, and confesses his love. And he recounts the story of him falling in love with the Apple girl and like leading all up to this moment. And he's all, you know, he's doing it in the play, like through song. Uh, meanwhile, we see uh, the fancy lad and his group of, <laughs> no, specifically fancy lad and the monkey on the segue with the cockatiel <laughs> uh, running up a staircase. Uh, and he's like, while up the staircase, he's by a window and stops and looks out and sees the play is already going on. Still has no pants on. Uh, Who needs them? <laughs> at this point. And he sees uh, Senpai ziplining down to the play to try and intercept the kiss. Uh, Senpai flies in, kicking Don Underwear off the stage, replacing him on stage. He starts singing his own song about his love for a girl, uh, changing the play as he goes, saying how he got the book for her, saying how it's fate, how they ran into each other all the time. She's like, oh, it's coincidence. He's like, no, 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 it's fate. We keep doing it on, you know, it keeps happening. It's more than coincidence. Definitely not on purpose. Definitely not a stalker. He leans in to try and kiss her for, like, the final scene. And right as he does, a trap door opens up underneath of him, and he falls through. And then as he falls through, Don Underwear comes back up on stage, uh, finishing the rest of his song. Uh, and he's singing out to the crowd to Apple Girl, uh, saying uh, he'll never forget what happened to them. Uh, oh, he's also saying, like, ah, don't worry about the guy that just appeared on stage. He's not part of this. Move past that. Um, <laughs> and then we hear someone yell out, and at the bottom of the stage we see, <gasps> it's Apple Girl. <gasps> and she jumps up on stage, joining the show. Uh, joining in on the song and uh it's when don on Un- uh, don underwear goes up to her to confess his love oh boy something's <gasps> coming <Time>. to my <laughs> head <laughs> i'm gonna sit the rest of the show out yeah, lay down yep okay so here's the dilemma we're at the hour mark where we would start <laughs> wrapping up it's so much i have three pages of notes so <laughs> boy so this is gonna be uh, very condensed. Yeah, uh, Brendan, no problem. I, I applaud you on your expediency. I could feel your heart uh, beating out of your chest. <laughs> as you I wrote those notes. I had to say them. <laughs> Fair. Uh, okay, here we go. So, Apple Girl finally jumps up on stage, and she's like, Ha, ah, uh, it's me, it's me you've been looking for. And, surprise, uh, it's, it's the f- festival director. Uh, he... <gasps> Uh, uh, he he dresses up as women, so the guys will fall in love. Don't examine that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> don't think about. It. Uh, uh, but he's like, oh yeah, you you've been wasting all this time. And Don Underwear is like, I don't care. It's not the girl. It was the destiny of having two apples <laughs> fall on our heads. Um, so, uh, the <laughs> God, I'm just trying to, my right? brain, right? <laughs> My brain is taking these notes and is, like, in real time, like, condensing the zip file (laughs) of the delivery to my mouth to say it. Um, So, uh, the festival director feels misunderstood, but he'll love Don if if he can accept that he's a man. Uh, As they're about to kiss the the play director, uh, (gasps) the, like, ginger that brought uh, the the lady and girl into the play. God, too specific. We didn't even talk about it. Yep. She's like, but but Don Underwear, can't you see? I put on all these plays because I love you, even though I'm not Apple Girl. And remember we said there were koi? The koi that got <laughs> that, blown away in the storm felt like a goof. Yep. Uh, they're relevant now because they fall from the sky and hit Don Underwear and uh, Ginger Director Girl on the head at the same time. Oh, change the fate. You don't need to love Apple Girl anymore because you have Koi Girl. Thank God. Um, Didn't even understand the scene. Okay, now I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, they finish out the show. True Love uh, wins. Not where you're looking for it. Great. Uh, we then see Senpai catches a cold. He's like, all right. I directly confronted girl. I was about to kiss her, and it didn't work out. That seems like fate is telling me be alone. So he goes home. I uh, just wallows wallows in his sickness. Mm-hmm. Uh, his room, same as the Tatami Galaxy one. I'm done. All right, go. Ahead. <laughs> uh, so uh, we go to Star Girl, uh, Star Earring Girl's apartment, where uh, uh, their uh, girl and whatever his uh, Tengu? big chin. Big chin. Uh, Big Tengu. Chin. Yeah. Jay Leno. Uh, Jay Leno, uh, the Crimson Chin, is there. Uh, 
and uh, they're like, okay, yeah, uh, here's a sickness. And this leads into a chain of, hey, uh, this person has a remedy. Go visit them. So she ends up visiting a bunch of people because pretty much everyone we met tonight got this cold. So, All at the uh, same time. It developed in the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, she's walking around. She's like, oh, I feel left out because I'm not sick. There's a community of sick people, but I'm not part of it. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, uh, they say it all leads back to uh, Rihaku, uh, the, where she started the night uh, doing the, the drinking challenge with them. So uh, uh, she goes and visits him and... Uh, 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 remedies. Uh, God, God. It really yeah. is a fetch quest of like, go see this person. Here's an yeah. item. Go see that person. Here's an item. And she just has a backpack full of stuff by the end of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, eventually, uh, 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 Crimson Jin gets sick. And then, <laughs> uh, uh, visiting, uh, Rihaku, uh, we hear his tragic backstory about. Uh, uh, he, he's such a bummer because uh, he he was raised in a world where if you don't take, you will be taken from. And uh, she's like, no, community. Even even though you got people sick, like just think about it. Even though you're not spreading like positivity, you're still a member of the community. So it it ended up like I visited all these sick people. They ended up giving gifts to each other and passing things along. That wouldn't have happened without you. And uh, his cold heart melts, and and he's feeling better. Um, Hooray! Three sizes had to. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's like, "Oh well, now now that I'm feeling better, there's someone even lonelier than me out there. <laughs> Go find your destiny." Um, so yeah, then we see Senpai truly just having a, a fever dream uh, where he's lamenting his life. He's like, oh, I'm not good at school. I'm not going to get a job. I might as well go to grad school and just uh, push it down the line so I don't even have to think about a career uh, huh. and just, like, wallowing and stuff. Oh. Too real! <laughs> um, and we go into his brain where we see just, like, council chambers... This is a long sequence. I'm leaving it there because who cares? Um, he has, I do want to say he has brain cowboys. He's got the so brain cowboys. I, we're beyond. We, <laughs> real quick, we, uh, we got time. Uh, the brain cowboys are from Tatami Galaxy. They're essentially a representative uh, representation of penis of the. Oh, it, of, shut up. Of sex, yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is right the very now. Alice in Wonderland part. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is where they truly lose all narrative and just go fully surreal. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So girl's gonna go visit him, and he learns from his brain, and he's like, "Hey, girl's on on her way." And then she <laughs> hey, gets there. Hooray. There's there's a whole bunch of bullshit. Uh, it even not... trying to describe it is <laughs> yeah not fun for you, the listener. So no, uh, not worth uh, explaining. Yeah. Uh, she gets there and is like, oh, hey, you have my book. Sick. Want to go on a date? And and they go on a date. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, I wrote it's... down, I don't know what's happening, but I also know what, I know everything that's happening. It, like, it makes sense, but it is just an extremely visual sequence of nonsense. Yeah. That would suck for an audio medium of podcast. It, mm-hmm. the, when she gets there and like finds the book and they're talking, it is a very like sweet, tender, calm moment after this all the ridiculousness that's happened. And then yeah, they you see them go on a date together. Um so it is just like it's just a story of like boy meets girl and they fall in love, but boy is it wild. Boy howdy. <laughs> Yeah, Did she always have? Oh, go, go for it. Did she always have an uh, an apple hair clip? I noticed that at the very end, but I didn't notice it throughout. I don't know. Are Let you me asking see. me if I remember <laughs> a single specific detail about this movie? And Listen. it wasn't even one of the memorable ones. And you're like, yeah, uh, monkey uh, 
know what? I'm going to be honest with you. When you were talking about the monkey and parakeet, I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. I couldn't remember what happened in this movie. I finished watching this immediately before we recorded it. And you want me to know if she had an apple hair clip on her date at the end of this movie? She is always wearing the apple hair clip. I just looked it up. She has it in pictures from before. Thank, thank, thank you, D, for uh, reassuring me. Uh, Dugan, you were also entirely correct to yell at me. That's fair. And I, understand <laughs> I like how you didn't understand the monkey and parakeet on the segue, and you just went with it. You were just, let's go. Let's try. I was like, me... if I ask questions, it's going to grind us to a halt. It did take me to their second appearance to realize that it was a chimp and a and a macaw or parakeet or whatever. <laughs> we haven't gotten a bird right. We've said a different bird every time we bring it up. I think it's a macaw because it talks. <laughs> but also talks in full sentences, so who the fuck cares? Anyway, we're here. <laughs> and, that really is yeah. how it ends. They go on a date. Yeah, it's like a surreal like sequence of cool visuals, and then they go on a date. And then they're oh, like, oh, we what? can talk to each other about what happened on your, your half of the night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they say uh, it was only last night, but it felt like a year. And having watched it, I agree. That felt like a year of my life. <laughs> and uh, based based on this conversation, them telling each other the other half of their night will also feel like a year. So, yes. uh, yeah, this this was a joy to watch, but holy shit, is this terrible to describe? Yeah, yeah. I loved it, but I I'll have to watch it again. Yeah. Um, because I do, I do love how the whole movie is literally just about all the connections that people make. Mm-hmm. All and, time. I mean, I do, I do like that the end is just them like getting together. Because that's kind of all. It's all what it's just leading to. It you see, there yeah. each each side of their night, and obviously, Senpai is the one who's trying to, you know, romance her. She's not really aware of it. Mm-hmm. But by the end, she's like, oh, you know. I do like him. And then there's it's just sweet. They're really sweet to each other. And yeah, I think it's interesting the way time is because like, yeah, the night feels long because of all of the things that happen. But also like the cold thing is like the weirdest part because people get sick during the night and then by I mean, the morning they're better. Yeah. So it's like this weird cosmic cold. <laughs> it- it, it's just all hitting me at once. It's like a marathon, mm-hmm. and then you actually like stop to take a breath, and it's like, oh, I'm my body's dying. It shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't have been put through that. No human being should be put through this on a regular occurrence. And now it's all hitting me, and it's like, <sighs> but it's exhausting. Um, yeah, there's so much going on. Yeah, I agree with Dugan. It's a great movie. It's really cool. It sucks. I. <laughs> I planned on watching this movie at like one and a half times the speed because I ended up watching uh, when I was watching it late. But like, God, that's not feasible. Like, mm-hmm. I pro- you probably have to watch it at half speed to get everything that's happening because <laughs> it's so dense. And with Tommy Galaxy, because I ended up finishing that series, um, a lot of the same things going on, a lot of the same like themes and plots, and it's all connected. This this is what Tatami Galaxy should have been. I think we said it on that episode where Tatami Galaxy would probably work better as a movie than a series. Mm. And I think this proves that theory 100%. Because this was a lot, but it was good. Mm. Tatami Mm. Galaxy is the same thing. The first episode we see of Tatami Galaxy is the next 14 episodes of Tatami Galaxy, and then the last episode is the different one. So that, I understand why you would do that with the story, with the repetition, especially with a story like that. But I also did not need to see the same story done that many times. Yeah. But with this, it's like three acts that are all very similar, but different in their own ways. And yeah. it was good. Yeah. The The way to put it succinctly is, if you are interested in watching Tatami Galaxy, <laughs> watch this movie first. If you yeah. like it, good news, you'll expand on some of the weird bullshit that pops up here when you watch the series. And then you can go, oh, that thing that made no sense in the movie? Now it makes sense. Oh, now I have, like, a full episode, and I can see why there's a a boob-shaped rocked wall. I can see why there's discussion of uh, this big chin god. Uh, Uh So that... That is your action plan. <laughs> we yeah. we uh, saved you. This was all, hey, we got to the end of this night, and it was all worth it, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, boy. 
I do think it's interesting when uh, I've I saw this also in your name and weathering with you. They take place in the same universe, and I think that's an interesting thing that both of these filmmakers have done. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, sorry, I ruined it. Not really that at all. Who's excited <laughs> for the chair movie that Makoto Shinkai is making? Anybody? Nope. Me? Nope. Chairman? Nope. Anyway. Mm, no. I liked this a lot, and I'll definitely have to watch it again. Probably with Paul, because Paul would probably really like it. Yeah, this was great. It's really cool with just the way they play with like the visual style. So, uh, you know, we've said it before. Uh, Masazaki Uwasa nails it every time. Uh, he's the director of the movie, but the creator of the series, both Tatami Galaxy and this one, uh, uh, Tomihiko uh, Morimi. Mm-hmm. Um, he made both of these back in 2004, 2006. I'm guessing that was a bad period first time because both of these movies have really like shut in intrusive thoughts like with the brain sequence of those like intrusive thoughts of Senpai like it was very reminiscent of Tatami Galaxy and stuff and I'm like man this is insightful and cool but it's definitely a guy spiraling through depression mm-hmm. and like self-doubt and like uh, a lot of like <laughs> anguish internalized um, so here's hoping he's sort of that shit out in the last 15 years because and and I oh certainly God. fear my internal thoughts if we don't end this episode now. Sorry. If there's an epi- <laughs> if there's a series you would like us to watch, you can send your recommendations to us. Are we there yet at gmail.com is our email, or you can reach out to us on social media at Are We There Yet on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can find me on Instagram at Honey Period D. Oh, and TikTok. Or on Twitter at HoneyD8 and HoneyD Art. Honey is spelled H-U-N-N-I-E. You can find me on Twitter at ABTS Brennan. stands for Almost Better Than Sounds, which is a, episode, a video game podcast I did like 400-some episodes of. If you want to hear another man spiral into self-doubt and intrusive thoughts, listen to that one. <laughs> thank you to Camille Rooley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for our theme song stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. I'm sorry, okay? Is that what you want me to say? No, it's never good enough when I say it. It was my birthday! <laughs> <laughs>